ओम अज्ञान अज्ञान जन शिलापया there are many technicalities that krishna has explained specifically about this uh, astanga yoga and astanga yoga is uh, a very very powerful thing it's a yoga that actually gets you linked or you gets you connected with krishna the lord within the heart you are able to see the lord within the heart through this process of astanga yoga and krishna in the previous session in the previous session we discussed that how Krishna explained about the benefits of Astanga Yoga. He was telling that how, by practice of Astanga Yoga, a yogi becomes completely freed. In fact, it's not that he runs behind the happiness like us, but happiness runs behind him, right? So that is how it happens because a yogi is so self-satisfied just by the Lord within his heart, by seeing and having the darshan of the Lord, that he is. not running behind any materialistic happiness he is completely satisfied that happiness is always with him so he is never bewildered by the temporary things because he has got a permanent happiness with him right so this is how the yogi is perfectly situated and krishna is also telling that how in spite of such a devotee a great yogi if he gets deviated sometimes although he never gets deviated but sometimes if there is some deviation krishna will oversee that kind of a thing just like for bhishma although sometimes apparently it looks like he was on the adharma side of adharma because he was fighting on the side of kauravas but heart to heart he was always saying what jayastu pandu putrana he always saw that krishna is on the side of the pandus pandavas and i will always ensure that my heart to heart i desire that the pandus should be victorious that was the heart desire of bhishma pitama and krishna understands this sensitivity of bhishma and that's why he blessed bhishma giving him the final darshan just before bhishma closed his eyes on the death or at the bed of arrows when he was about to die he actually had the beautiful darshan of krishna right before him right so that's the greatest advantage that he got and it is very much possible for all of us also in the process of yoga we will fall down there will be lot of instances where we will deviate from the path of devotion we will deviate from the path of yoga it's very much possible what to speak of us including indra even he sometimes acts in a way where it is not court uh, and uh, court dharmic you know indra created a lot of turbulence in the life of uh, gautam rishi and his wife ahilya because of indra there was so much of trouble that she had to undergo even the gautama muni what to speak of chandra even chandra was uh, he deviated himself sugriva even sugriv if you read rama and we see him such a great devotee but still there were instances where he got deviated and it is all very much possible this is all deviation and all these things is very much possible in this material world because material world is designed like that it will bewilder you that's why it is maya and we are under the grips of maya right to so, krishna is saying paschati and bhajate 
many times we use this word, Krishna is using this word. Paschati means to see. Oh, Arjuna, see, this is what is going to happen. And Bhajati means, yes, constantly get engaged in the devotional uh, service so that you will not get deviated. You will be seeing these things very clearly in your life. So, what Krishna is also trying to tell here is, although you may apparently see these kind of devo you know, fall downs happening, do not worry. You don't worry about these devotees. Like Indra, Chandra, you know, why you have to worry about them? Great devotees like Shralada, great devotees like uh, even Sugriva, all these fall downs may have happened, but Krishna is saying, I have a plan for them. You don't worry. You just take care of your business, your yoga, your process of devotion. You don't worry about all these apparent fall downs of other devotees because that is none of your business. Krishna knows their heart. And as Bhavagrahi Janardana, he understands what is the bhava that devotee is carrying. Externally, the situation of a devotee may be very different. He may be going into some turbulent situations. He may be sometimes doing something which is not as per the Vedic scriptures. But Krishna knows the bhava of the, bhava of the devotee. So that is why Krishna is saying, you don't worry, I will take care of it. Many times, like Yudhishthira also, like I explained in the previous word, in the previous session, that how he forgot. When there was Rajasuya has to be done, he remembered Krishna. When uh, Jarasandha had to be killed, he remembered Krishna, he wanted Krishna. But during the gambling match, he forgot Krishna. How is that, you know, such a great devotee forgot Krishna? Such a great, you know, very great event. Gambling match, that Asad Sabha was a very dangerous thing, but he thought, oh, I will win. He had that confidence and he forgot Krishna. But at the same time, Draupadi, when she was pulled by her hair, by this cruel Dushasana, and such a terrible situation, a woman in that Asad Sabha was being dishonored, even in that disgraceful thing, when all these people were acting so disgracefully, the great personalities, including Guruna and Bhishma, in such terrible situation, normal woman would have been bewildered and she would be very fearful in that tough situation what did Draupadi do she remembered Krishna she raised both her hands and she remembered Krishna calling out his name Govinda Govinda and what happened because of that remembrance she was protected whereas Yudhishthira such a great devotee but he forgot and that is why Krishna had tears in his eyes when he saw all these Pandavas whitering in the forest such great people with such a great the emperor of the world, Rajasuya Yagna, he has conducted and he is loitering there in the forest. Krishna had tears in his eyes. That is why any unsuccessful events in our life is mainly because we have forgotten Krishna. Anytime you remember Krishna, you will be successful. What brings us unsuccessfulness or what brings us failure is forgetfulness of Krishna. This is very, very important and we need to remember and always ensure that we keep Krishna in our good pages all the time. And in, in our mind, most important thing. So, let us go to the next word because Krishna is going to explain something very, very important now. So, let's see what Krishna is about to talk in the next words. So, Dave, you can unmute yourself. I think we have some more guests with us today. We have Kaushik, we have Veena ji, we have Vinodji, we have also my sister joining from... I think I'll not be able to add her to the studio, but anyway, we'll give a chance. So, she's also joined today. So, let me quickly share the screen. Alright, today the verse is verse number 32. So, Dave, you can unmute yourself and let's try to chant this verse, okay? Yes, sir. 
ಆತ್ಮಪೋಮೇನ ಸರ್ವತ್ರ ಸಮಂ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಯೋರ್ಜುನ ಸುಖಂ ವಾ ಯದಿ ವಾ ದುಃಖಂ ಸಯೋಗಿ ಪರಮೋ ಮತ ಒನ್ಸ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಆತ್ಮಪೋಮೇನ ಸರ್ವತ್ರ ಸಮಂ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಯೋರ್ಜುನ ಸುಖಂ ವಾ ಯದಿ ವಾ ದುಃಖಂ ಸಯೋಗಿ ಪರಮೋ ಮತ ವಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ ಯು ಸೋ ಮಚ್ ದೇ ಸೊ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಸ್ ಗಿವಿಂಗ್ ಅ ವೆರಿ ಪರ್ಫೆಕ್ಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಂಪಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಹೌ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಟ್ರೂಲಿ ಹ್ಯುಮ್ಯಾನಿಟೇರಿಯನ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಸ್ ಸೇಂಗ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಆತ್ಮಪೌಮೇನ ಸರ್ವತ್ರ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ಸ್ಟ್ರಾಂಗ್ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ದಟ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಸ್ ಮೇಕಿಂಗ್ ವೆರಿ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ದಟ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಇಸ್ ಮೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಅ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಇಸ್ ಆತ್ಮಪೌಮೇನ ಸರ್ವತ್ರ ಹಿ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ವೆರಿ ಕಂಪ್ಯಾಷನೇಟ್ what does this mean it means that a devotee when he experiences some pain he doesn't want the same pain for others that is the sensitivity of a devotee i have gone through some pain in my life i don't want the same pain to be in others life and he will not take pleasure when somebody is suffering because of some pain atmapaumena sarvatra should these days people you know they talk about being humanitarian being human but where is that compassion gone the real thing is when you see people suffering you have to actually ensure that you don't give that pain to others one thing at the same time you should feel compassionate towards these people you should understand that i have gone through these pain let not others suffer the same pain this is compassion this is what krishna is saying this is this kind of sensitivity we are supposed to have atmapaumena sarvatra it's not that we take pleasure in somebody else's pain whatever pain or pleasure i have experienced in my life if it is pleasure i will tell people about it okay you also take pleasure into it you become happy but if there is same some pain due to which uh, some activity that i have performed that is given me some pain let the same thing not be suffered by others you should educate people and see that nobody else is suffer the same thing right now there is a very beautiful example which is uh, coming in mahabharata you see atmapaumena sarvatra nicely explained in mahabharata at the point of kurukshetra when the war was almost all over everybody is killed the kaurava party is all done and that is when the ashwatthama in the most uh, cruel way he beheads all the upapandavas the five sons of the pandavas that too when they were sleeping it is not even a kshatriya quality to do that a kshatriya will never do this kind of thing but he killed all the upapandavas and arjuna was so uh, filled with anger 
and Krishna and Arjuna, they both go and they capture, they got to know that this Ashwatthama has done this uh, most nefarious activity and they captured this Ashwatthama, brought him to the court of uh, this uh, uh, Pandavas. And then Yudhishthira said, this fellow has to be killed. This fellow has to be shown no mercy. He has to be punished. He has to be finished. And Bhima was, you know Bhima, uh, he had already killed 100 Kauravas. And now when he saw this Ashwatthama is doing this kind of a thing, Bhima said, he instigated Arjuna that Arjuna don't wait for a second, you have to kill this person immediately. When all these things are happening, there is Draupadi again. The Draupadi, she is having tears. Atma Paumena Sarvatra. Why she is having tears? Her sons have died. Her five wonderful sons who were actually Maharatis have been killed mercilessly by this Ashwatthama and she is having tears. Why? Because she is concerned. She is saying in the Bhagavatam that, Oh, I am experiencing the pain of losing my sons. Let not Kripi experience the pain of losing her son Ashwatthama. Kripi is who? The mother of Ashwatthama, the wife of Dronacharya. She is concerned about Kripi even in that most devastful situation. She is thinking about Kripi. This is Atma Paumena Sarvatra. This is how we should understand. These are not ordinary people. These are not some ordinary personalities. These Pandavas or this Draupadi or anybody. These great devotees are not ordinary. Draupadi, even in the Asat Sabha, just by her reddish eyes, she could have burnt the whole Sabha. That power she had. But she did not. She restrained. Why? Because she wanted to show to the world that although I have power, my Lord will come and protect me. I want to show to the world that how for the devotee is the Lord will break all the promises, the Lord will come and protect. That is what she showed to the world. And here also she is setting a beautiful example that Atma Paumena Sarvatra, that I am experiencing pain, let not Kripi experience this pain. This is devotee. This is the quality of a devotee. And now Arjuna is really confused. What to do? <laughs> kill Arjuna and not kill? Because my wife is telling I should not. But whereas the other brothers are telling, I have to kill this Ashwatthama. And then what did he do, Arjuna? He took away that, uh, that third, that money which was there on the forehead. Because that money was very powerful on the forehead of Ashwatthama. Because of that money, he could not experience the, the pain of hunger, thirst, or any insects coming and biting him, the snakes coming and biting him. He was completely protected because of the money that he had on the forehead. So as a punishment, he was given the life but he was taken away that uh, money the beautiful money that was protecting him so that was taken away by arjuna so atma paumena sarvatra this is very very important even in our uh, purusha sutta that we see you know uh, very beautifully it is said that how we need to protect we need to understand that we have to we have to have compassion for everyone shanchatuspade it is said Chatushpade means what? Hari Om Tachanyo Vravani Mahe Gatum Yagnaya Gatum Yagnapate Daivi E Swastirastunaha Swastirmanushebhyaha Right? So we sing like this. We say Dupade Chatushpade Dupade Chatushpade Not just two-legged animals but even four-legged animals. Sarvatra, Atma Pomena Sarvatra. It's not that compassion. Our culture is not ladies and gentlemen, high caste or low caste. 
rich and poor i will show and compassion only to selective people not like that sarvatra it is not just human krishna is not saying only you be compassionate to humans including animals chatushpade right so if you see this quality in small children you go and beat a small child or give some pain to that small child you know the children immediately they will say oh if you experience the same pain will you do this to me the child the child will ask small children are so sensitive if you experience the same pain will you give the same pain to others but as we grow we forget this kind of qualities somehow the world is so cruel you know it makes us forget all these kind of things so even in relationships many times if we keep aside all the egoistic problems aside and if we simply think of this point atma pavamena sarvatra most of the relationships will be saved within the family atma pavamena sarvatra if i experience this pain why should my family members go through the same pain let us let us at least begin with our family if not for Uh, the whole world or the society the community at least begin from your own family member who oh, have experienced this pain let my family at least not go through the same pain but people are becoming uncompassionate atma pavamena sarvatra is not happening another very beautiful example of mahabharata again this ashwatthama just see he was not tortured by arjuna taken away that money from his forehead he didn't stop there he became even more vengeful he thought that how dare these pandavas do this he could have actually lost his life he was given his life now after getting his life he still went and he released the brahmastra brahmastra for what to kill the baby the fetus that was developing in uttara's womb so uncompassionate what kind of a brahmana is foolish brahmana that's why brahmana is not by birth it's called qualification so this ashwatthama even after sparing him the life he went back and released the brahmastra to kill the last progeny of the pandavas which was there in the fetus not even come out he is not even taken birth but he wanted to kill you just see then what did uttara do now in this situation pahi pahi jagannatha she again called out krishna she said oh my lord let my body be burned but the last progeny this lineage of pandavas should continue please protect my child please protect my womb i am ready to burn away let my body get get burned this is atma pavamena sarvatra she is ready to sacrifice her own life to ensure that the pandavas lineage is continue atma pavamena sarvatra and because krishna saw this he identified this compassion in uttara she said i will not just protect your child i will protect you also this is what krishna wants this is what krishna sees in a devotee extremely important that's why what did we chant just now few minutes ago we chanted the prayer hey krishna karuna sindhu deena bandhu jagatpate deena bandhu krishna is deena bandhu he is the friend of everyone he is not some insensitive personality he is the supreme lord he is sensitive to everybody's feeling and he is in everybody's heart we should understand this point extremely important point we forget krishna and that's the point where we fail we are so self centered people have become so self centered they are so you know gone deep into 
especially with these uh, nowadays with internet and all these things people have become disconnected although they talk about being connected with everyone they are disconnected from their reality and they are becoming more and more inhuman more robotic in uh, their expressions in their living everything is so robotic krishna doesn't appreciate these kind of krishna is bhavagrahi janardana he wants his devotees to be bhavagrahi janardana we have become so insensitive today people have become so self centered that they have forgotten the hard work that the farmers are doing creating and generating so much of food for all of us we have become insensitive to them we are being becoming insensitive to the priest who is always thinking about the welfare of the society we are thinking of so many wonderful people we are ignoring these people and becoming only self centered we are interdependent society we cannot become self centered we are always dependent we cannot become alone uh, and i cannot think that i'll be the lone master i'll enjoy myself you cannot even krishna is not enjoying to for his own enjoyment he creates all of us why because he doesn't want to be alone and how can we think of being alone when the supreme lord himself who is the creator of all of us he he doesn't want to be alone right so just understand these things is very very important please atma pavamena sarvatra If I have experienced some pain, let the others not experience the same pain. This is what Krishna is saying, and this is the qualification of a yogi. So Krishna is saying, this is what a yogi develops when he practices this Ashtanga Yoga or any any yoga for that matter. A devotee, a person, a yogi has to come to this stage of compassion and having this link with the Supreme God, right? So let's go to the next word. Achutanji, please unmute yourself and let's chant the next words. Let's see what Krishna is going to say in the next verse now. Okay, so very interesting. This is verse number thirty-three, uh, and here let's see. Arjuna is asking a question now. <laughs> so let's see what Arjuna is going to ask. Arjuna Huvacha. यो यम योग मधुसूदन न पश्या चंचल स्थिति Once again, let's do this. Arjuna Huvacha, Yo Yam Yoga Swaya Prokta, Samyena Madhusudana, Yetasya Hamna Pashyami. चंचल स्थिति प्लीज रीड द ट्रांसलेशन For any teacher, this is a shock. 
You just imagine Krishna is explaining that, oh, this is yoga, you are stung yoga, you have to go to the forest, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to not sit very high, not very low, you have to put kushagras and you have to do this, you have to do that. And uh, all these things Krishna has explained and finally what Arjuna is saying, oh Arjuna, this is uh, Krishna, this is undurable, I cannot do this yoga. I cannot practice this yoga. Now just imagine 5000 years ago in Dwapar Yuga, at the end of Dwapar Yuga, Arjuna is rejecting this Sastanga Yoga. He is saying this is impossible. Now Arjuna at that time in Dwapar Yuga, the conditions were much favorable compared to the conditions that we have in the world today. There were no social media, there were no internet, there are no any of these distractions and still Arjuna is saying that I cannot follow this. I, this is unendurable. It's not possible for me to go to the forest and I cannot practice this Astanga Yoga. Just see, because Astanga Yoga, although there are some exceptions, even today there are some yogis who are sitting in the Himalayas deep within and they are practicing Astanga Yoga, very few exceptions, but for a normal man, Arjuna is a Grahastha. We, most of us are here grahasthas and would-be grahasthas, but we cannot follow this Astanga Yoga. Who will go to the forest now? We are scared of the scorpions and snakes and everything. So it's not going to be possible for us to go and practice this Astanga Yoga, right? So Arjuna is outrightly is rejecting this yoga system. So he's saying, Krishna, please, you know, it's very difficult. There is a hungry man and you are going to tell that person, no, no, you practice yoga. It's not going to be possible. His first need is you first give me food. He is hungry, dying from hunger. Last one week he has not eaten anything. And you are telling you, you chant Hare Krishna Mantra. <laughs> not going to be possible. He will not do that. When a person is struggling with his roti kapda makan and then you tell him that, okay, you practice yoga, he will go mad. It is being cruel actually. We are being insensitive to that person. So it's not going to be possible. That is what is that kind of a uh, experience this Arjuna is having. He is in turmoil. He is in the battlefield and Krishna is telling him Astanga Yoga. So Arjuna is saying, please, this is impractical, I cannot do this. He is rejected this. So when people today with so many yoga societies and yoga house and we are celebrating yoga days, all simply a big business, nothing else. They don't even understand what is yoga. They simply run yoga studios and this and that. In the name of yoga, they are minting money like anything, fooling people. This is the world of the cheaters and the cheated, Prabhupada said. They don't understand even the basics of yoga. They simply do some gymnastics there, calling yoga studio, and they mint money, that's all. What is yoga now? Just see. If we understand the sixth chapter of uh, Bhagavad Gita, we will just laugh at these people. And they call themselves as yoga rishis. They, they bring these terminologies also. Oh, I am a yoga rishi. Hey, what yoga rishi, man? You simply know some gymnastics and you call yourself a yoga rishi? And people are getting fooled? Where is the link between you and God? You and Krishna? There is no link. Where is yoga? Just see. This kind of cheating is going on in the name of yoga today. So, Arjuna is saying, that please, uh, I cannot do this. And when Arjuna is rejecting, we should understand, we should be humble enough that we are not even that state of, we are not in that level of Arjuna. Arjuna is a great devotee, great personality, great Kshatriya, great warrior. 
these are pandavas living in the dwapar yuga when their body were very strong and stout and minds were much powerful not like the kaliyuga people we cannot sit in one position for 10 minutes what to speak of sitting in yoga for hours together days together right so he rejected this we cannot imitate these kind of things but let's go and understand the next thing kaushik you can unmute yourself let's see what krishna is going to explain in the next words and arjuna is going to continue his his doubts are very powerful and you see and by the way we should know that these doubts he is asking for us we foolish people arjuna is asking on our behalf to krishna so that in the future at least you people read this and get some knowledge arjuna has already self realized but these questions are on our behalf he is asking to krishna so that krishna reveals wonderful answers for our benefit okay kaushik so let's chant this चंचलम ही मन कृष्ण रमाती बलवृढ़ तस्म निग्रह मे वायोरिव सुदुष्करम वंस अगेन चंचलम ही मन कृष्ण रमाती बलवृढ़ निग्रह मे वायोरिव सुदुष्करम वंडरफुल प्लीज रीड द ट्रांसलेशन wonderful thank you so much so arjuna is not simply outrightly rejecting but he is also giving his reasoning behind why he doesn't want to follow this and he is saying that chanchalam hi mana krishna manaha he is bringing the mind into picture because dhyana yoga means what the central most important sense for dhyana yoga is manaha without the mind we cannot do dhyana so krishna please understand you are my friend you are telling me to do all this dhyana yoga but this mind which is supposed to be engaged in dhyana is very chanchalam is pramati it is very balavad so with this kind of a mind which is so powerful turbulent and it is restless how can i do this dhyana so what you are speaking is very 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 impractical indirectly telling krishna this is a very impractical thing because the mind is very turbulent isn't it chanchalam constantly right now when we are discussing bhagavad gita you are listening and i am speaking as a speaker and as a listener sometimes our mind is wandering here and there although we are physically sitting here and speaking and listening our mind is doing something more on its own the subconscious mind is gone somewhere else oh what will i eat in the afternoon today by the way we are ordered we have ordered some rajbhog and <laughs> we are having some rajbhog today so my mind is going okay when will this class get over and <laughs> have rajbhog no i was just kidding but i'm just telling you this is how chanchalam this mana hai this mind is very chanchalam it's like catching a fish in the water you know if the fish is there in the water and you want to catch a fish in the water you catch the fish it will slip away and go away 
because it's impossible to catch it's very difficult to catch the fish in the water it is very slippery you cannot catch the fish like that by your hand bare hand it is chanchalam pramati what does it mean pramati pramati means it is obstinate no no i will listen to the bhagavad gita very carefully no it is obstinate it will say i will do exactly opposite the mind will say i will not allow you to listen to this bhagavad gita class it will go here and there it is pramati mad pramati means it's mad why because we have trained our mind in that kind of a mad consciousness with that kind of mad consciousness you see when we train the child especially when the small children they go to the montessori in the montessori the children are very nicely trained to do certain activities very carefully why because when they do that way again and again then those kind of loops are habit loops are created and when these habit loops are created the mind will get trained in certain habits positive habits why it gets trained like that because it is very balavat it is very powerful it has the capacity it is extremely powerful whether it is a child whether it is old man doesn't matter mind is powerful even in the womb extremely powerful sensitive it is not like gradually it will evolve no the mind is always very powerful very very powerful it's just that we have no idea how to train it so it is balavat dridam tasyaham nigraham manne vayoriva sadushkaram so if there is wind in the space all of you please understand there is wind in the space the air is flowing in the space now somebody thinks okay now they will say prabhu ji i will take one cloth and i will bind the wind in the space will you be able to bind the air in the the wind in the air space just by taking some cloth okay i'll wrap it up the air is here and i'll wrap it up and i'll keep it with me you cannot do that so it is like that vayo rivadushu dushkaram just like you cannot capture the wind in the space you cannot capture the mind arjuna is saying it's very difficult to arjuna the boat will just get carried away by the wind it is so powerful so what to speak it's just like that i may control the wind but i cannot control the mind it is much more powerful than the wind that is what arjuna is saying he is giving the reason why it is so difficult if there is a wrestler if there is a wrestling match you are a weak wrestler the mind is a powerful wrestler now in front of a sumo wrestler can you survive the mind is like that the mind is like a sumo wrestler whatever the mind says we just fall we fall for that kind of a thing whatever our mind says we follow we don't control the mind Con- mind controls us most of the time right he is like a sumo wrestler and we are wrestling with that sumo wrestler we, you think that you can win with the sumo wrestler just by his palm he will grab and crush us that's all we are very powerful the mind is so powerful that it will just crush us it's very very powerful so arjuna is saying no 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 i cannot fight with this he is very very strong and right from my childhood i have only trained my mind in such a way that he is engaged in sense gratification now if i tell my mind no you don't engage in sense gratification how will that be possible he's already become a sumo wrestler in sense enjoyment now you are telling you do dhyana yoga <laughs> how will that be possible not be possible right so that is why we should understand it is very impractical for all of us to do ashtanga yoga in this time and age in this time and age we cannot practice ashtanga yoga 
just forget it. So this is the question, this is the concern that Arjuna has raised in this particular verse. And let's see what Krishna has to answer to this now. It's extremely important. What Krishna is going to say. So Vinodji, you unmute yourself. Now I'm going to add one second. Yes, I can hear you now. So let's chant the next verse, that is verse number 35. And let's see what Krishna is going to reply to this. Because this is a very important question that Arjuna has asked. And this is what Krishna is going to reply. What is Krishna's reply? Sri Bhagavan Vacha. Asamshayam Mahabaho Asamshayam Mahabaho Mano Durnigraham Chalam Mano Durnigraham Chalam Abhyase Natu Kaunteya Abhyase Natu Kaunteya Vairage Natagrihate Once again, Sri Bhagavan Vacha. Sri Bhagavan Vacha. Asamshayam Mahabaho. Asamshayam Mahabaho. Mano Durnigraham Chalam. Mano Durnigraham Chalam. Abhyase Natu Kaunteya. Vairagena Chagrihate <coughs> Wonderful. Please read the translation. Uh, Lord Sri Krishna said, O mighty arm son of Kunti, it is undoubtedly very difficult to curb the restless mind, but it is possible by suitable practice and by detachment. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So, the Bhagwan, Supreme Lord Krishna is acknowledging, he is acknowledging that, Oh Arjuna, what you said is right. He is saying that, Asamshayam, undoubtedly, this mind is Durnigraham Chalam. It is very powerful and it is Chanchalam also, it is obstinate also. I completely understand your situation. So he is saying that whatever you said is right. It is turbulent, it is obstinate, and it is very powerful, Balabad freedom. But Krishna is saying, although it is very powerful, the mind is powerful, it is Durnigraham, but Abhyasena and Vairagena. By Abhyasa and Vairagya, you can actually control the mind. So this is the secret. So please understand, there are many people today who talk about mind control. They talk about, they have big, big seminars and webinars. Oh, this is the art of mind control. That is how we need to control the mind. Many, many people talk about big, big things about mind control, right? But they don't even know what is the mind. They don't even understand what is this mind. Where is the mind located? 
Where is the mind situated? They don't understand the functionality of the mind and they talk about art of mind control. Isn't it? There are so many things like this going on. Across the world there are people talking about mind control but they don't understand the reality of the mind. But here Krishna is revealing the secret. He is saying that it is possible to control the mind but two things. What is that? Abhyasa and Vairagya. Abhyasa in spiritual activities. Abhyasa in our devotional activities. Please understand. It is so powerful. Abhyasa. So, many times when people do Abhyasa, they become perfect. Just like in the case of Arjuna himself, he was doing Abhyasa in the night. What Abhyasa? Shooting the arrows. And just by shooting arrows in the night, he overcame the power of sleep. That's why his name is Gudakesha. And even without seeing the object, just by listening to the sound, it's called, uh, you know, Shabda Bheda. Just by hearing the Shabda, he can actually hit the target. How did he get this talent? Abhyasa. So if Arjuna can shoot arrows in the night by Abhyasa, why not control the mind by Abhyasa? Why you and I cannot control the mind through Abhyasa? Abhyasa by following the devotional service. When we engage ourselves in devotional service, Abhyasa is happening. We are doing Abhyasa. That's why a student also repeatedly when he's studying again and again a particular subject, Abhyasa. He gets wonderful marks. He scores very well. Now Dev is studying. He has exams. When he does Abhyasa again and again, properly he's studying, he will get good marks. Isn't it? Abhyasa is required for success, for success in controlling the mind. And that is how, if you see, in the case of swimming, you take an example of swimming, the water natural tendency is to drown you. Water can also make you float, but the natural tendency, if you just go and put yourself in the water, you jump into the water, the water will just drown you. But when you do Abhyasa, the same water will also help you to float in the water. Abhyasa is going to make you float in the water. So similarly, we are now drowning in this ocean of sense gratification. There are so many sense objects. In this ocean of sense objects, we are drowning ourselves. So if you want to somehow float, you have to do Abhyasa. You should learn how to swim across this ocean of sense objects. And this practice, this Abhyasa, will help us reach Krishna very easily. It will help us control the mind very easily. See, Abhyasa. What is that Abhyasa? Chanting is the Abhyasa. Attending the sessions every Sunday regularly, that is Abhyasa. Reading Bhagavad Gita every day, that is Abhyasa. And once in a while, go, in the temp go to the temple and do some practical devotional service, that is Abhyasa. Eating Prasadam only, that is Abhyasa. So all this Abhyasa is actually helping you to train the mind. It is possible, very much possible. You see yourself in the last six months or in the last one year to this point of time, so much of Abhyasa has happened and due to that, there are so many changes that your mind has adopted already. So in the next upcoming years, when you keep on practicing, when you do this Abhyasa regularly, your mind will automatically get trained. Automatically, it will get trained. And Vairagya will automatically come. Vairagya means 
detachment by practical devotional service you you lose taste for all these small petty things smaller pleasures lower pleasures you will start getting the higher pleasure you will experience that bliss wonderful bliss that krishna is offering all of us right so this is what we need to understand there are a lot of technicalities here by the way i have a question for all of you does anyone know where is the mind located this is the question for all of you where is the mind located in our body tina mata ji you know okay dev you know achutan ji where is the mind located Ah, so Dev is saying it is all over the body. <laughs> so the mind is all over the body. The consciousness is all over the body. Where is the mind? Where is the mind located? Where do you think is the mind located? It's our soul. Soul? No, soul is spiritual entity. Man, buddhi, ahankara are the three different elements. They are the three different senses. So just like we have our five senses. uh mind buddhi and ahankara is also another sense they have a location just like eyes have their location the nose has a location where is the location of the eyes the soul is where is the soul located by the way where is the soul located ha exactly the soul is situated in the region of the heart very much we have understood this in the previous session the soul is situated in the heart correct that is where the consciousness is developing it is spread across right but where is the mind located we should know where is the mind located right give a guess no problem even if it is a wrong answer no problem so yes the soul is situated in the heart you know they saying it is the soul's position where is the mind located Let's see if there are YouTube comments also. Let us see. Uma Kumar is saying Hari Krishna. Okay, Uma Kumar, do you know where is the mind located in our body? Mind is in the brain. Okay, mind is in the brain because a lot of processing processing is happening there in the brain. So mind is located in the brain. Okay. Any other answer? Kaushik is saying in the brain. Okay, the brain. The brain is the processor. the mind is the software so actually it is said when we dive a little deeper into the vedic scriptures i also heard it i have not read it but i heard it from a devotee that how the vedic scriptures explain to us that the mind is located between the kantha and the hridaya the kantha and the hridaya it is constantly moving up and down from in between the region of the kantha and the hridaya and based on the situation the location of the mind between the kantha and the hridaya we actually undergo or we experience the three states so when the mind is situated in the kantha region we are in a state of jagrata we are aware right now we are aware conscious and when the mind is in between the hridaya and the kantha 
that is when we go to the swapna avastha swapna avastha the dreaming state and then when the mind is situated in the heart we are in the deep sleep state right so the mind is also said that in between state the swapna avastha is located in the eye region eye the right eye especially so many times in the vedic times you must have seen even in some movies you must have seen that how when somebody is uh not well or unconscious the doctors what do they do they open the eyelids and they see the eye they detect the eye what are they detecting they are trying to detect whether this eyeball has any movement because based on the movement of the eyeball they know the state of the mind is conscious or not conscious or is in the swapnavastha all these things could be understood it's very very important even the doctors used to check like that before what to speak of the doctors when a student approaches a guru the guru will first identify the movement of the eyes he will study the eyes of the student and based on the eye movement of the student the guru understand whether he has a stable mind or unstable mind that is how the gurus used to identify the caliber of a student just by the movement of the eyes just see so powerful it is now if you want to experiment you stand before the mirror and look at your own image and look into your eyes and if you see that okay my eyes are very stable then your mind is stable if your mind is your eyes are wavering constantly flickering here and there that means it's indicating the state of your mind it's a big sign it's a big sign we may not understand all these things in a very short time but i'm just giving you a hint a pointer through which you can do a lot of studies so just by the movement of your eyeballs we can understand the state of a mind isn't it just like even in the damodar ashtakam when we were singing all throughout the month that how that krishna out of his fear he is moving his eyes here and there just by the movement of his eyes eyeballs here and there we understand that he was very fearful of mother yashoda so our eyes the movement of our eyes indicate the feelings that we have they indicate the state of our mind our consciousness the doctors used it the gurus in the uh, gurukul used it just by studying your eye movement they understand how stable you are just see so this is the science it's a beautiful science so mind is very powerful extremely powerful so krishna is telling you can actually control this mind you can you can tap the potential of this mind by abhyasa and vairagya abhyasa and vairagya modern science will never even come close to this science of understanding of art of control of mind they cannot understand it's not possible modern science they cannot understand what is mind they understand psychology they only understand the behavioral patterns but what is mind itself the functionality of the mind psychologists do not know even in the early 1960s when the psychology was just developing they denied the existence of the mind many people did not understand then they in 1970s they came up with lot of hypothesis they only saw the effects of the mind and through that and gradually iq eq you know emotional question and all these things developed later on after 1980s 
even now what psychologists are doing is only they study the effect of the mind but what the mind itself is we don't know the mind what is the real mind people cannot understand through the modern science real mind can be understood only through the scriptures only through shastras so this is what we should understand so today this is very nice thing that arjuna has asked and krishna has just hinted and is going to explain more how to control the mind and many more wonderful things that we will discuss in the next session so let me see if there are any questions now if you have any questions you please post your questions and let me take some questions so vinod is asking i have a question when the brahmins used to perform yagna remembering the lord the asuras okay tasuras used to come and create havoc how come krishna did not save them so many times there is something called as free will you know many this aurangzeb also he demo, he demolished so many temples in india beautiful temples in india why did krishna did not interfere why because yes krishna has given the free will to that personal that personality you want to do certain nefarious activity you do it but reaction you have to take so asuras also you you come and disturb all my devotees it's not that they will be left but krishna will not interfere krishna will not interfere in these direct things krishna has given free will to every jeeva that is what he respects otherwise he is supreme controller he is ishwara he can control anything but that what is the meaning to free will then so he has given this free will to do right and wrong things to all of us because he wants love because love can be based only on free will without free will there cannot be love so krishna wants this love from us but if it takes snatches away the free will then there is no question of love so even to the asuras even their spirit souls even they have been given this free will so krishna wants them also to use the free will in the right and appropriate way but when they use all these things when they do all these things then krishna will let this happen at the same time he is also testing the devotees are they really depending on me when these turbulences comes actually krishna is testing just like for example draupadi draupadi also she was in a turbulent situation she could have forgotten krishna but no krishna came because he was testing she she initially thought that i will protect myself she was holding on to her sari and she was with full force she was protecting her sari but when she understood that no it's not possible dushasana is very powerful then she thought okay now only krishna can protect me then she called out oh krishna govinda please protect me pralad maharaj every time he was you know disturbed by his father was attempted by his father to kill his father was attempting to kill pralad maharaj but then he was protected but every time krishna was testing he tests his devotees also so this is one thing our whether we are purified or not krishna will test through these things difficult situation are the right way for krishna to test whether this devotee is really fixed on me or not so that is what krishna is doing. his love or his bhakti is really very drida or not whether is doing this devotion with nishta or not he tests through all these things so that is why krishna allows this asuras also so that he can test his devotee sometimes so there are so many reasons that krishna will allow such things to happen one is free will other thing is to also test the devotee other uh, uh, 
devotees. So this is how we should understand. I hope uh, I am able to answer your question. I hope that answers uh, your question to some extent at least. So one is free will and other is the testing of the devotees. That is why he doesn't interfere. He doesn't interfere. So, right, there are so many beautiful things that are happening here. There are many wonderful things that Krishna is going to explain future. Let's understand that in the next session. Okay. So, any more questions before we end the session? Alright. So, if you have any questions, you can always feel free to message me anytime or you can call me also. And uh, whenever you are free, uh, Kaushik, you can uh, drop me a message and Lakshmi I will definitely call you sometime when you are free. Okay. So, very nice having you all of you today for the session. We will again meet next Sunday. Until then, please take care and keep reading Bhagavad Gita. Keep chanting your rounds. Take care. Hare Krishna. Hare